This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Farmers are willing to consider adding climate smart practices to their operations, but they might need a little help to make that happen. That was the message of a webinar hosted by AgriPulse Monday on sustainability and moving from promise to practice. Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger is the chair of the House Conservation and Forestry Subcommittee. She points to two primary obstacles to more sustainable practices. But I think that we need to be earnest about the fact that one of the largest obstacles that face so many farmers in their path towards embracing some of these practices um, are on-farm technical assistance um, and cost of entry to change in some circumstances, you know, practices that a family might have been employing on a farm for generations. Iowa farmer and soil health consultant Mitchell Hora says producers are interested in the concept of carbon trading, but he'd like to see a refined approach to the markets. These carbon markets, as they're being developed and as they're being pushed into the market today, really are not carbon markets at all. Rather, they're cost share for practice change. They are just paying a farmer based on what boxes can you check and what practices can you add for your farm. But really, carbon sequestration is a biological process. It builds up over time, and we need to be looking at the farmer's actual net bottom line carbon sequestration. We just copied and pasted a little bit too much from other carbon markets. There's more from the panel, including video of the entire event, on agripulse.com. Drought conditions are forcing tough choices on producers in the upper Great Plains. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Ongoing dry conditions are forcing producers in North Dakota to cull cattle. June is normally a slower time of year for rugby livestock auction in Rugby, North Dakota, having sales every other week. But owner Cliff Matson tells the Red River Farm Network they have auctions scheduled for every week this month. We went from a normal year to now we're we're about to encounter something we've never, you know, we just don't know how to handle it. Lots of cattle come to town this time of year, which is which is unheard of. The auction barn began selling a thousand cow-calf pairs just after noon today. Rugby Livestock Auction field representative Kyle Shively owns cattle. He says he's already culled half of his herd. I started mine three, four weeks ago. you got a neighbor that's ranching, check in on. If it doesn't bother you to sell half your cow herd, you're probably not a true rancher. I mean, most of us invested 20, 30, 40 years in building this cow herd, and they're seeing half their cows go just overnight. Many of these guys probably never will get cattle back again. Sales are expected to continue into July. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the named plaintiff on a landmark Department of Agriculture discrimination ruling says the department has made some progress on handling racial issues. Former Ag Secretary Dan Glickman got an early look at the frustration of black farmers when he joined the department. The first day I got to the Department of Agriculture, I walk in and there was a, about two or 300 African-American farmers picketing the department. And I looked at my staff assistant and I said, what the heck is going on? Their frustrations led to the Pickford v. Glickman lawsuit, which alleged racial discrimination in USDA programs. The case eventually led to a settlement agreement. Glickman says that settlement led to improved relations, but room for things to get better. We started to get the matters resolved, and Secretary Vilsack is now continuing to work on it, as did Secretary Veneman and and others. And it's also part of the whole racial issue in this country as well, which we're certainly struggling with right now. 
But we didn't make progress, and I feel good about that. He says he can't recall the issue coming up during a hearing in his 18 years in Congress. There's more from Glickman, including some tidbits on his new book in this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The estate tax forced a teenage Ann Margaret Hughes to choose between her college savings and saving the farm. Unless Congress eliminates the estate tax or at least makes a higher exemption permanent, many more farm families will be forced to do the same. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.